Kaylee. Yeah? You know what we don't have enough of? What's that? Full frontal male nudity. (laughs) Okay. Well, if there's any movie worth drinking whiskey and eating popcorn while watching, then it is going to be this film. I'm Kaylee, she's Tuesday, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. talking about the Netflix film Outlaw King. It's a movie that I've been looking forward to since the very first trailer dropped. That is true. She anxiously messaged me about it. The film tells the story of Robert the Bruce and the war of liberation he waged against the English occupation of Scotland. We start the story at the end of a failed coup where Scotland tried to throw out the English. And for you Braveheart fans, this is essentially what happens after William Wallace gets drawn and quartered. But don't think of this movie as a sequel to Braveheart. It is completely its own thing. So they all state a short-lived truce, but Robert quickly attempts a new battle to gain Scotland's independence from England. He ultimately stands alone in his battle, but seizes the Scottish crown and forms a small army, we're talking like 500, to defeat the king and his son, the Prince of Wales. So this movie is full of action, 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 historical drama, historical clothing, some weird mullet things going on with their hair, uh, swords, more messy hairdos, feasts, Okay, 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 okay. Calm down. (laughs) Fine. Let's hear a clip of the trailer, and I think it'll sum up what the film is all about. The survival of the Scottish is at stake. There can be no peace. The people are desperate for justice. There are some of us who believe we can take our country back. If we can unify and rise up behind one leader. Perhaps you. So that's just a taste of this film, but it pretty much gives you the idea. And Tuesday, how did you actually feel about Outlocking? It was fine. <laughs> this isn't my favorite genre, but if you like Braveheart, bloody war kind of worlds, then this is definitely the film for you. But to that, I did find some redeeming qualities to it. The backdrop is absolutely beautiful it was filmed in scotland chris pine is super sexy and we get a little full frontal from him and they did a wonderful job of showing like this bloody guerrilla warfare of the time i'm talking bloody people this is not a film for the faint of heart yeah the cinematography definitely is a highlight of this movie And the director, David McKenzie, I mean, he is known for his skill here. He's the one who did Hell and High Water back in 2016 and also Perfect Sense back in 2011. And I will say this, like the costuming as well as the sets, 
They're all pretty spot on historically accurate. I think fans of Outlander might actually see a few familiar locations. And I'm fairly convinced that one of the castle scenes, the the exterior that they shot in, I've actually been to that castle in that courtyard. I climbed the tree that you see in the courtyard. It's like this crazy wonky bendy tree. But there are no kilts in 14th century Scotland, much to my dismay, severe dismay. Those are a later invention. And I also took a little bit of umbrage with Chris Pine's mullet hair that they gave him. I'm like, why does he, out of all the Scots in this film, like have a really bad hairdo? It's like, did they take an axe? <laughs> you don't have time to cut your hair when you're in battle. Kaylee. Well, then it should all be shaggy, not short in the front, long in the back. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. And then also, like, there were no bagpipes in this film, neither like on screen or in the soundtrack. And like, bagpipes are a rather ancient instrument. Like, come on, give me some fan service here. But, you know, aside from those things, this is a solid film overall. I did miss the kilts, but you are correct. The costuming was very on point. Uh, Now, I do know that you had some beef with the casting of Chris Pine. Talk to me about it. Mm, Yeah. Uh, It seems like people are giving him a pass for his Scottish accent. And in fact, uh, Graham Norton, the, the British comedian, on his show, he asked Chris Pine about it. And we can hear a little clip of that here. Like, it's a high-risk strategy, playing a Scottish hero, doing the Scottish accent, filming in Scotland with Scottish actors. Yikes. Like, that's a a kudos to you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I uh, figured I would get crucified by some people for it, so I just went full tilt and and tried to to do it. I had a wonderful dialect coach. Uh, uh, We filmed in Scotland entirely. great. And most of the cast was Scottish, so I had a lot of people to, uh, you know, quietly whisper into my ear if they felt I was doing something. Did you stay doing doing the Scottish throughout? Uh, you know, I did. I'm not, I don't consider myself, you know, um, not, not, a, not in that regard, but just by virtue of the fact that of you're, you the motor to. of your mouth is yeah. doing it all day that you find yourself at the pub later on, yeah. especially after a couple of drinks, yeah. easily floating into that. You also, know, you're hanging around with Scottish people, yeah. I guess, so it's, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't feel, it's not pretentious and wanky because you're not, you know. It is, well, no, it's most certainly pretentious and wanky, but I had, you know. <laughs> So, as you could hear, it seems like the Brits, or at least Graham Norton, are giving Chris Pine a thumbs up for his Scottish accent. But to me, and no, I am not Scottish. You can tell I have an American accent because I'm an American. But still, Chris Pine sounded like an American mimicking a Scottish accent. There's just something about the way we say our words, the position of the tongue in your mouth, that changes how the sounds come out and you can mimic it all you want but it's like in instances where you're having an exclamation like when you're shouting or screaming something it's really hard to do an accent in those moments when you're belting your bloody lungs out but even in the way like you would shout the word no this is something that stuck out to me with Chris Pine there was a moment where he's screaming no and it just sounded like an American shouting and it just it was enough for me to notice it, but that's because I was also really listening for it. Well, I am the worst at accents, so I'll definitely take your word for it. (laughs) Overall, I need a film to be interesting. And I did like Braveheart back in the day, 
but this one just didn't compare. It it didn't hold my interest. It was very like surface for me. I, I had no emotional connection to the characters or the plot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to second you there. There's just something about this film that failed to capture my heart. And trust me, I really wanted it to. Chris Pine or not, like I was ready to give this film my entire soul. And there's just something that was missing. I mean, at least give me my bagpipes. Come on, some fan service <laughs> here. But, you know, it's really hard for me to pinpoint what exactly is missing. Like, like you said, to say the emotional connection wasn't there for me either. This film had plenty of relationships to work with. Like, they had Robert and then his English wife, Elizabeth. Their relationship, they gave it adequate amount of time, but it just didn't do it for me. And I know they were trying really hard, too. And the Elizabeth character, she wasn't spineless, she was quite powerful given the situation that she was in. And then there was the daughter uh, of Robert from his first marriage. So plenty of family dynamic there. It just did not hook me at all. No, and not even with fellow soldiers and that tight-knit feeling that you're supposed to get. And among, like he had all those brothers. Yeah, right? among comrades and brothers, and you just you don't get it. And why does there need to be a romantic relationship? I mean, it just seems like such a fallback for any plot. It definitely felt forced in some way. Like, you, I don't think this movie really needed that. He, Robert the Bruce, his story, he doesn't need the wife component at all because it's all about the country. If anything, if there's going to be a romance, it's the, the love of country. And, and if anybody knows the Scots, like they're super proud of being Scottish. I think if they maybe played on that more, the patriotism, that would have been better. And Robert the Bruce is a national treasure to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a story that kids hear. And then moving on from Robert the Bruce, of course, we have King Edward and then his son, Edward, Prince of Wales. And you'll recognize those historical figures from Braveheart. They were despicable in that movie, and they were just as deplorable here in Outlaw King, just like what you want them to be. But again, just kind of meh. Like, I feel like the King Edward in Braveheart was far more nasty than the Outlaw King version. Yeah, they only really touch on how awful the Prince of Wales was. And for the most part, he kind of just acts like a four-year-old on a temper tantrum. It's It just ended up irritating. I know. And he was like that in Braveheart, too, although he didn't feature as much in Braveheart. But I'm wondering if there's some historical basis for his whininess. But what I wanted to really feel was that connection to Robert the Bruce in the same way that I felt connected to Mel Gibson's William Wallace or even completely different time period, but Sam Hewen's Jamie and Outlander. I wanted political intrigue and I wanted it to feel more high stakes. And I feel like both Braveheart and also Outlander, again, I know different time period, also different format TV show, but still like there's a way to draw in those historical stories that really engage you. And it was just missing. It was like a lot of horseback riding back and forth to different locations, a lot of unengaging dialogue, a lot of shuffling around. I was just disappointed. But I do want to watch it again. 
I think the biggest thing holding me back from liking this movie is Chris Pine. No offense, Mr. Pine, but you're just not Scottish. You know it. I know it. Scotland has so many damn good actors. Why not use one of them? Why did you have to go with a big U.S. name actor? Because he looks good naked. (sighs) Regardless, (laughs) that should not be a qualification for... A movie like this. But like I said, I want to watch it again. I Now that I've kind of gotten it out of my system, I want to give it another shake and just see if it touches me the second go around. I watched it once and that was enough for me. <laughs> to sum it up, it will be on Netflix. So if you're really bored at home, give it a try. So what do you mean you haven't subscribed to us yet? Are you stuck in the 14th century? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So many choices. Hit subscribe, please. And we're on all the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I've got a feature dropping this week about kids demanding more female superheroes. That's right. We do more than just reviews. Until next time, slancha. We'll see you at the movies.